We're in Italy, uh, sharing Jesus Christ in a way that sort of you would be doing here, in a different culture, in a different language, but the substance of what we have is the same. And one of the problems is that when we come back, I, I see the, the idea, and I'd like to show a video here in a minute, the, the us and them kind of idea. That is, people tend to think that we are this unique group of people, holy, more holy than you, specially selected by God because we can do things that you could never do because I'm a missionary, but you're not. You're just, a, you're just Joe the plumber. You're just a person. You're di- but I'm the special one. Scott, sort of, because he's sort of a pastor, sort of. But, but I'm really that good one, because I'm overseas and this and that. And then I saw this video that I would like to show that the United States Marines did. And I'm going to... It's, it's very interesting. It, it tells me a lot. Anybody seen these commercials? United States Marines, and they try to recruit people to, to come and be part of... And, but they tell you right off the bat who and why and what it's all for. And they tell you the purpose and the reasons. This is not just for anything. This is for honor. And the young man or the young woman wants to sign up because he wells up in him a spirit of great service. This is also not just for honor, for courage. And so the young man is starting to run to the recruitment center already with his pen. You see them jumping out of airplanes. This is for honor, for courage, and for country. And they tell you right off the bat who it's for. Who is this for? You already know who it's for. This is for, come on, the few. The Marines. And the rest of you can stay home and watch Oprah. Because you, you're not, you're not cut out for this. I am. I am one of the, the selected. Me, not you. I am, not you. You're just called to come to church, sort of, and, and that's about it. But me, I'm that special one. Well, as long as you give an offering, sing, maybe do some Sunday school, but not much more than that, because you can't do it. You see, I'm that one, not you. We get that in our mind, don't we? Missionary, pastor, serving Christ. Well... God's amazing plans for me, and it's the same. In fact, I saw it on, I believe there's like a verse out there in the the entrance. The plans that I have for you are are great. The book of of Jeremiah, I saw that verse in your your lobby there. And then you say, well, it's probably for the other guy, not for me. If you got a Bible, just before we move into this, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, because I want you to look and decide what we're going to talk about. His amazing purposes, what you even have in your library, his amazing plan, his amazing desires, the same for me, the same for you, never changes. It's identical for what we're doing, what you should be doing in a small little community like this of uh, Philida, or in a big, huge metropolis like Napoli, five million people, few, few churches, but in the end, it's all the same. We're all there. Uh, his, his calling in a very practical and a personal and a dramatic way called me, called you, same service, 
same God, same everything. Uh, we're going to read from verse 17 in a minute. Uh, and, and I don't know how best to illustrate it. Because what, what I would like to read in a verse that is so common, I think you know it by heart. Many, when they come to know Jesus, one of the first things we try to tell them is, uh, read for uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 and onwards about how God changed hearts and gave us new purposes and so on and so forth. And I say, how, how can I best illustrate this? Well, anybody like, like those wild animal kingdom programs? You like those things? Like Predator Week, Kill Week? You know, I do. <laughs> so I saw this video. And I said, Mamma mia, that is, that illustrates perfectly 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 17 onwards. Now, it's very um, dramatic and it's graphic. So you might not want to watch it. It's a chase scene, but you're going to see it anyway. So here we go. You got this cheetah running after that poor gazelle. And they're running, for, and, and you know what's going to happen, so don't look because it's only a matter of time. Stop. And then what? What? Stop. That, no, that was the wrong one, Rich. I told you. You're saying to yourself, this guy's not well. Because that doesn't mean anything. Are you sure? Before we read this verse, are you sure? So let's go back in the Serengeti Desert where you and I were running for our lives, right? And we're running, and we're running, and sin and condemnation and death is right behind our tail. And we're running, and we're trying to get away from condemnation. No one's ever got away from it. The result has always been the same. All have sinned and come short. It's all everyone. No one's ever come out of it alive. And so we're running, and we're trying to get away, and... And we already know how it's going to end because that's how it ends. And so we run. And, run. and out of nowhere comes someone and picks us up and saves us. That was what you saw on there, which never happens in real life, but in the spiritual life happened to you and me. Now, I don't worry about the when it happened, picked us up. You could probably all remember when someone came down, all this Advent stuff, it's all about that. When he comes down, picks us up, and saves us. i got a problem with that. My problem is, because we didn't see the rest of it. Well, now what happens when he places you down? How does the story go from there? What happens to the gazelle now? does nothing, goes and sits in a corner and smokes, and that was a good deal. Glad I'm saved. Whew. Now I can sit in church and just sit. Is that it? How does the story finish after he gets picked up? That's what we're going to read from 2 Corinthians 5. So, uh, let's just read from verse uh, 16 onwards. We know... We now regard no one in a worldly point of view. We once regarded Christ in this way. He's talking about how we understood 
who Jesus is. But then he goes, verse 7, Therefore, this verse that everyone knows, if anyone is in Christ, new creature, old has gone, the new has come, all of this, the coming down out of heaven, the scooping up, the saving, all of this and more is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. need to underline that. And gave us something to do with it. I'm thinking there were people who were sleeping in Corinth, like Scott is sleeping. I mean, he shouldn't be sleeping now. But so Paul wants to repeat himself. Look at verse 19. He goes on. When he talks about, in verse 18, and through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation, he explains this, that God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. And again, he says, and committed to us the message of reconciliation. Well, gave us, gave me something to do with the being scooped up thing. Gave me something to do with it. He didn't just, verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, uh, anyone, who is the anyone? Well, that's me and you. And then he gave us something to do with it. You know, sometimes to figure out what I do, something to, what I do to, to help me understand what Scripture says is I try to read it in a way that Scripture never meant it to be read. And that helps me understand what it means. I, I read it in a way that it should never be read. And by reading it that way, I sometimes figure out, so that's what it means. For example, when Paul says, therefore, if anyone, this is what he doesn't say, but this might be you, and this is what you're thinking. If anyone is interested, let's go back here. If anyone is interested, he's a new creation. That's not how you become a new creation, because you're interested. You might be interested in with the songs. You might be interested in all the, the beautiful area. No, that's, not, that's not how you become a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in church, hey, my friend, you could be in church this morning, but if you're not in Christ, you're not a new creation. You're in trouble. It doesn't say if anyone is inserted as a member. Scott's not, what is your night? You've been here for 30 years? That's a lot. Maybe. How many? 30. 30. Were people here before you in this church right now? You may be the founding member. But if you're not in Christ, you're in trouble. I'm telling you right now. It's not to become a new creation. He doesn't say if anyone is informed. You could know the Bible by memory. All the verses, everything. But just because you know everything doesn't mean you're a new creation. He doesn't say if therefore, ooh, infatuated by all, ooh, in this beautiful, I'm a, what are you? That's not how you become a new creation. So I'm looking at, well, it's not inserted, it's not inserted. How do heaven's gate open? I'll tell you how. If anyone is in Christ, so my question to you this morning, are you in Christ or in church? So you better get that straightened out. That's who anyone God uses, the in Christ person. 
Not if you're in church, not if, not if you like all what's going on. That's not it. You need to be in Christ. In Christ. Uh, anyone, verse 17. That is a secret to a powerful testimony. That's a secret to victory over sin. That's a secret to the desire to serve. Whether it's here in your local church or halfway around the world where we live in Napoli, it's the same. It's nothing different. And he says, if anyone is in Christ, you see, it's, it's in Christ. There's no life nearby, around, on the top, beside, in the back. There's nothing there. You've got to be in Christ. Now, you see, I'm going to ask you again, are you in Christ? You better be. There's nothing around, near, by, up, down, in Christ, new creation. And that is what God says to me and to you. And I'm going to ask you now, look at verse 18. Well, if anyone is in Christ, all of this, all of this is from your desire to to be a good person. All of this is from your willingness to to take part in a 12-step program. All of this is because you got baptized. All of this is because you are, or you came to Italy, or you give a big offering, or you sing. Hmm. All of this, all of this, all of this what? (laughs) All of this what? All of this. Well, this whole thing of reconciliation. This call from death to life. This uh, jump from darkness to light. This desire to finally know who he is and leave all that junk behind. This amazing desire, this adventure. All of this is from God. All of it. Every portion, every bit, every inch of it is all from God. And, and there's more to it. You know, on the commercial. And yeah, and there's more. Wait, there's more. We haven't even begun to, we can't get into that. We don't know all what there is. But we know that to live is Christ and to die is gain. And we can't figure all that out. But all of this is from God. You didn't earn it. You didn't gain it. You didn't work for it. He's, he's the one that stepped out of heaven. Do you remember when you, remember the, remember that? And all of a sudden, well, how'd that happen? All of this is from God. He did it. You didn't do anything. Well, the, and that's unfortunate where it stops for most people. <laughs> Woo! Beautiful. Not? And the gazelle steps down out of the arms of the Savior and walks on. No, there's more. Because look what the Bible says in verse 18 and has given us, given us something to do with it, the ministry of reconciliation. He, he saved you, and then he gave you something to do with it. Gave you all and more, and then gave you something to do with it. He, he called you, he saved you. He picked you up. Do you remember what? Uh, uh, 
And then he sort of turns you around and says, go get him. Now go get him. That's what, he, that's what this is about. He frees the captive slave not to go run away on some hilltop monastery, but to basically go back into the jungle and free others. That's what this means. And he calls you not only to eternal salvation, to all that wonderful stuff that's up there, but what's down here right now. Even right now, he calls us. For the, you see, when he sort of finishes this all up, he says in verse 20, we are there for, based on all this, the fact that he saves the calls and sends us back, we are Christ ambassadors. Who's the we? Anyone who is in Christ. Well, wait a minute. That's me. Anyone who's been picked up, that's me. I'm an ambassador, not because our mission back in 1977, you know, boom, boom, boom. No. I'm an ambassador, not because I have a passport and I work in it. No. I'm an ambassador, not because ordained. No, are you kidding me? No, no. I'm an ambassador because I'm an anyone in Christ. It's so simple. I'm an anyone in Christ. I'm an ambassador because, yeah, well, because he freed me. I'm an ambassador because all of this is from God. I'm an ambassador, and now I have authority. In fact, he says, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you're going to be a good church member. It's good to be a good church member. You're going to receive power because you're going to need it. And you are going to be a great singer in the choir. It's good to be a good singer in the choir. And you will be a great pastor, a good speaker. No, he didn't say that. What did he say? And I'm going to give you something that you can't get on your own. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to dust you off. And then you know what? You're going to shine. That's what's going to happen. You're going to shine like it's never been before. You're going to, you're going to be that person from you. are going to call the one. You're going to light wherever you go. You're going to be an ambassador, my witness. You're going to tell people about me. That's what we did when we went to Italy. We did not go to endorse a religion, to denigrate or badmouth another religion, to build up a denomination, to talk about a politician, or to make some kind of a nice religion for other people. No, we went there to be his witness, to shine, to tell him about himself, to tell him about who's the one that called me. And so when we go there, when we are in Italy... My verse is verse 17. I am in Christ. I'm a new creature. I'm an ambassador. i got something to do with it. Who can do this? Anyone in Christ. Anyone called, scooped up, saved. I'm alive because he called me. I'm alive because he saved me. And I'm alive because I have something to do with it. 
I have purpose in my life. I do it in a different country, that's true. But it's no different than you here. And that's why we say it's not true. It's just for those few. It's for you and I. The one who is called, the one who is an anyone in Christ. And I'm that anyone. You know, um, it was back in 1971, a long time ago, I worked as a chaplain up at Spirit Lake, Washington, when there was still a Mount St. Helens. And I, anybody ever been there when it was uh, before the mountain? Wasn't that a beautiful Spirit Lake? Trout. It was a, I worked as a chaplain there for a couple years, Boy Scouts. And uh, by the way, I had, n- I, I had nothing. To, I get involved in a lot of stuff, guilty for a lot of things. But I had nothing to do with the explosion in 1980. I was in Italy. I am absolved from that. But I worked there as a chaplain during the summer months, and my responsibilities were, you know, the little homesick kids and stuff like that. But I had this obligation to make those kids feel at ease and to feel good, and that was my purpose, to be there. But nobody ever thought of me. I'm I'm a 21-year-old kid, and... And I was also lonely. And I had to work there. I mean, it was six days a week, and you had just not even 24 hours from Saturday afternoon to when the kids left, and another group of kids came in on Sunday morning. And you only had just a little window of time to take care of whatever you wanted, whether it was laundry or visiting friends or making a telephone call. We're talking about a long time ago. And so I'm working, and I'm tired, and I'm lonely. And on one particular Saturday, I said, that's it. I, I, I you know, I got to do something for myself. Uh, and so I got in my 1964 Volkswagen Bug and followed the Toodle River down through Longview, you know, and, and, and I did something because I was lonely. Now, you can judge me if you want. It's okay. It was a long time ago. I was a young man. I, was, I needed companionship. I didn't have a lot of money, and I didn't have a lot of time. And I came to Portland. And I did something that I, I never had done before. I say it now publicly because it was a long time ago, and I have no shame in telling you that. What I did was, in that brief period of time, I went to the Portland Dog Pound and got me this dog. (laughs) Why, what were you thinking? (laughs) You got bad people here, Scott. This is not right. I put down $7.00. And 50 cents on the Multnomah dog kennel and, and bought me this, well, part purebred dog. <laughs> you know, I never owned a dog before. This was my dog, Amos. I, I, he was on day two. He had one more day, day three, and they, then we put him down back in those days. So I saw this little dog there in the cage and I said, oh, my goodness. And he, he just became a 
I, I, I picked him up on my arms, and I mean, you could barely see him half the time. <laughs> a funny dog, a happy dog. Uh, when he actually, believe it or not, he went on our, came on our honeymoon together with us. He, he came to Italy with us. And he came back to Italy uh, when we came on furlough in 82. He, he l- l- eventually got air miles and he learned, learned how to bark in Italian. He was so good. Why are you laughing if they don't know how to bark in Italian? What are you doing? Dogs in Italian bark. Hey, uh, bow wow. That's my dog. He was great. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? I never owned a dog before. When I, when I took him out of the kennel, I went up to the counter. And I, remember, and the first part is true, I really was lonesome, and I really didn't know what I was doing. And I never owned a dog before. That's all true. And when I picked him up, I placed him on the counter, and they, I gave him the money, and, and then I walked out of the dog pound with something I didn't know what to do with. So I looked at him, and, and I placed Amos on the ground. And, and then I, not ever owning a dog, I said, let's go. <laughs> from that moment on, from the moment I got that dog out of the pen, uh, kennel. He never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever (laughs) had a leash on him. Ever. Came with us to Italy. He slept with us. He was just such a funny dog. and, And people loved him. And he was a great... And he did all kinds of funny things, but he never had a leash on him. And while he did all kinds of funny things, this picture is significant because this is what he liked doing more than anything else in the whole wide world. Guess what? And don't say fishing. There he is right there, that little dot. You know what he liked doing more than anything else in the whole wide world? I want to be with you. That was it. More than anything else, years came and years went, you know, Italy, back and forth, and it was 1985, my little dog, now he's 15 years old almost, he's, he can't see, uh, he can't hear, and he's this little black dot, and Italy, well, those of you have been, you know how the streets are, and I'm walking home one day with him, he's doing his thing, and by the way, did I tell you he never had a leash on him, did I say that? Okay, well, even in the end of his life, he didn't have a leash on him. He's walking with me, and he's walking right here, and I turn the corner, and we're walking home, and a car didn't see him because he couldn't see him, and, and, he, and my little dog, right in front of my eyes. Like he gets hit front and back wheels. Oh, you know, and that was the end of him. But now here is the most amazing thing. You know, Amos, I told you he never had a leash. Did I say that? Just want to make sure. But one thing that he never did was he really he never barked at people. He barked at other dogs. Always. And now only after he had died 
And I started reflecting. I figured it all out. You know, we'd be walking on the street somewhere. It didn't matter where it was. Did I tell you he didn't have a leash? I told you that, right? Okay. And he'd be seeing some, some guy with this one, his big old th- name like Thor or something like that. You know, those big... T- and Amos would go... Rah, 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 rah. And I knew what he was saying. Check it out, Thor. No leash. <laughs> We'd be walking. I told you he had no leash, right? Did I tell you that? Some lady, you know, with the high heels, little foofy dog, diamonds on the leash and everything. He said, check it out, Fifi. I'm free. And then he would go on. This is my master. He freed me. That's why I don't need a leash. I love my master. I'll do anything for him. He's the greatest. He came in to that stinking, full of rot and stuff in my pen. And there were other dogs, more beautiful, bigger. They barked better. Their hair was better. And he chose me. I had fleas. I was dirty. And he came in and he opened it up. And it was his money. I didn't have anything. All of this is from him who freed me. I bark his name wherever I go because I had one more day and they were going to put me down. Row, row, row. Do you have a master like I do? That's what he was saying. And if he had a verse, it would be if any dog is in Doug, <laughs> he's a new creation. All of this All of this, all of this is from the one who freed me. Now you go out and you bark his name to the people who are chained by some leash. We don't know what. It's a great time to do it, isn't it? Amen. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. And we bless you. The one who freed us. You didn't have to. I'm sure that there are things in our minds that we wonder, why did he ever open that cage and free me? But he did. And here we are. If anyone is in Christ, it's our obligation and our honor to bark your name, to proclaim it, to be your witness. We have a ministry now that to share your wonderful gospel to those around in this area, in Italy, or wherever. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for freeing us and for making us your ambassadors. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen.